I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome. Uh, oh. oh, yeah, I see what you're doing here. Hello and welcome to another episode of friends of friends actually dave i'm gonna so you know how we just talk to each other for a bit but only the patreon subscribers hear that bit yeah i want to share the great fact that we learned okay. and that is about diet coke and i'm not going to give any other context here diet coke was invented in 1982 <laughs> right um <laughs> my name is pete allison this is dave crimp oh i think you've really misused the word great fact without the context there uh, I I liked it. Why is that a great? Because I didn't know how old Diet Coke was before ten minutes ago. Fine, minutes yeah. Ago, whatever. The, the, um, the crucial context is that it's uh, only four years older than me. Yeah, and we're trying to work out if I'm older than Diet Coke, and I'm not, and I'm pleased with that. I'm going to cut in just briefly um, to say that alongside the request uh, message, which you will read shortly from Garen. Yeah. Uh, important to note that Garen lives in Wales. Sure. And Garen added to his message, I would love it if you did this request. Oh, well, we are doing the request, so Great. that's not the end of the message. Sold. <laughs> I would love it if you did this request, we are, if you introduced the episode in Welsh. Oh. Hello. No, 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 it's okay. Shamai. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. He says it would sound like this. And Garen, I hope you don't mind, but I am just going to press. I'm going to let you do it. Oh, right. right. I'm going okay, to let the Welsh person do it because yeah. he sent a voice memo. Okay, hang on. Like, I, I, I can't, I'll add the caveat of he claims that's him saying hello and welcome to another episode of Friends of Friends. I don't know any Welsh, therefore he could have just called us both wankers. Uh, well, I heard the word welcome and I heard what I presume is the word friends twice. So I think yeah. that's, I think it's solid. Okay. I think that's solid. I think, I don't think he's done as dirty there, but... Wales will tell us if not. Hmm. Um, great, oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you didn't try it, frankly, because I think you'd have got a, got a bit tongue-tied there. It's also been a year since Garen requested this. <laughs> Are you suggesting they might have changed the Welsh? Uh, no, 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 no. I just mean that feels like even by our standards, I swear, it, it, I swear that the wait is getting longer. For well, people. it must do, right? Because people would request in like batches. So if some yeah. like if like. 20 people requested one a year ago. It's going to be like two years before some of them go, oh, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Okay, we're trying our best, guys. We can only deal with the amount of time we have in a year, which is yeah. the same as anyone. That is true. Um, here's the request. Hello, Dave and Pete. 
in English, Garen here, all the way from Wales. Absolutely. You say all the way, actually, frankly, within the uh, geography of our listenership, Pete, that's fairly close, isn't it? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, very close. Um, but it's nice to have some Welsh representation. Absolutely love, love, love your podcast. It's my favourite of all the ones I listen to. That's nice. Uh, this was written a year ago. He might have stopped listening by now. Uh, you've definitely made my days of working from home far more enjoyable and kept me laughing through this sad and difficult time. Again, a year ago. Um, or, if you're a royalist, still counts. Hmm. You know? Please can I request season seven, episode two, the one with Chandler's dad. Some really major things to talk about. Quite possibly the first transgender character in a major sitcom, although on reflection, their treatment of her is beyond terrible and in poor taste. Uh, on the flip side, however, Phoebe dating a man who's comfortable enough in his masculinity to wear women's underwear is a refreshing take on a show uh, in which most of the lead male characters' masculinities are quite fragile. Uh, and a terrible Ross episode of his atrocious flirting when trying to get out of a speeding ticket. Would love to know your thoughts. Cheers. Garen. Yes, you have picked one to uh, test my brain on a hungover Sunday, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, should we start with that? Well, yeah, I think, I mean, it's the, the obvious elephant in the room, as it were, isn't it? And, and there's actually quite a lot of, it's, the, to sum up, it's a fucking confusing mess. And I don't think anybody even that worked on the show would be able to shed much light on it beyond, oh, we didn't do that very well. You know? Yeah, I I think I think it is worth saying this before we start talking about it. It's it's really difficult to navigate um talking about Chandler's dad as a character and the treatment of them as a character because it's really unclear what the intention was. Yeah. And therefore it becomes very clunky and very messy pronouns are all over the place and i appreciate that these days thankfully we have a much uh better understanding of how to talk about trans people how to talk about pronouns and things like that our understanding of that is better these days so i understand that that is it's very easy to 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 criticize the sort of use of pronouns for example in a in a an episode which is very much a product of its time mm. but it's even more difficult to talk about this episode because the the character is not done very well and the what they are trying to make Chandler's dad as a person as a character is really unclear therefore it's quite difficult for us to know what the intention even was yeah and even even calling the episode the one with Chandler's dad which makes it hard you know like it's hard to even discuss the character yeah. without referring to her by what is basically the name Chandler's, you know, that's the character name Chandler's dad regularly referred to it. So that's already confusing the gender issue before we even start, isn't it? And actually it isn't even, it isn't even clear from the show itself, whether the character is supposed to be transgender because there's a whole confusion of, Oh, he's a drag queen or she's yeah. trans. You know, it's like, where, what are you even, what no one's even shaped the character to that level. The, yeah, the, the the thing that that makes it really complex, or at least I found this complex, is that it's unclear whether Chandler's dad as a character is intended to be a trans woman yeah. or is intended to be a man in drag. Mm. Um, like it's it's not clear at all because there's. I think I texted you this. There's a weird reference to how at the wedding. Chandler says, "Oh, there'll be my dad will be at the wedding in a backless dress yeah. or something." Well, so would is your dad in at the wedding in in drag or is your dad 
going to the wedding as a trans woman like it's very it's very unclear what they're trying to do all the way through this yeah and uh i was i was reading just a bit of background on it martha kaufman has talked about it um since and has confirmed that she was a trans woman but that was never actually explicitly referenced in the show um so i guess maybe that helps us slightly analyze what they were trying to do because one of the creators actually said that is what was the intention of the character but it doesn't help us actually watching it because frankly a it's a just a complete mess and b the the one thing that slightly undermines the fact that it was a bit of a different time is that there are jokes in it you know monica literally does that he she i don't know that's Ah. the issue that's the that's the really um problematic thing about it is Mm. that okay if perhaps i i i I don't think it's a leap to say that it it feels like that's with hindsight that uh the writers are saying oh no was meant to be a a trans person Mm. um but if that's the case, then I'm afraid that makes the he, she, oh, I don't know, kind of jokes uh, even worse. Yes, because exactly. if if your intention is for it to be um, a character who's trans, then then don't do the jokes about not being able to to yeah. tell what their gender is. Yes, and the waiter, waitress, oh, I don't know, oh, isn't it yeah. all a funny farce vibe um, within that scene makes makes that difficult. But uh, but Mark Kaufman has said, look, we've absolutely fucked it up. We made a mistake. We didn't know how to deal with the pronouns. So I think... And we've not even referenced the fact that if it if, if they were intending Chandler's dad to be a trans woman, why have they cast a cisgender woman? Well, yes, I mean, yeah. I mean, that, I'd say even getting to that level in 1990 what 2000 and whatever it was i mean they're so far for tv and casting and all that to to travel before even you know we're not even there yet are we with uh people being always cast accurately and represented well so i think it's a confusing one to sell to like us watching it as well like i I just it's it's an odd one to have chandler's dad being played by a woman it that just if like if the intention was for for him to be a drag queen, then, I would say then watching it without put a having, drag queen in it, yeah, without having like read up on it, and you know, without the prism of twenty twenty two, watching it originally, I definitely assumed I think Chandler's dad was supposed to be a male drag queen. That's yeah. I think that's what I would have always taken from it on just first watch, and therefore, like you say, a confusing casting choice. Yeah, to cast a woman in that part, you know, it's worth just saying as well. Like we've 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 attempted to navigate this as well as we can, given it's a uh, a really difficult, unclear one. Mm. Um, and a, yeah, I'm very aware that we are two cisgender men talking about yeah. this. Um, yeah. But best we can do, I'm afraid, in these circumstances, because it's just a really odd storyline. It is an odd I don't think everybody accepts it's an odd storyline, don't they? And that's, yeah. that's, I, it just feels like the, the thing with Martha Kaufman coming out and saying, she's definitely a trans woman, I think feels a bit, oh, Dumbledore's definitely gay, JK Rowling saying it like 10 years later and going, that explains some of the stuff that you're all getting heads up about. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It feels like that's a response to criticism that they cast Kathleen Turner uh, as a man in drag. And then she went, no, it's a trans woman. And it's, you know, it's all, it just feels like they're scrambling around a little bit trying to work it all out. But there's there's some odd other bits as well. Like the Mr. Garibaldi thing is very strange, right? Yeah. The, yeah, why the, is he suddenly playing the piano? I mean, why is he suddenly playing the piano? I mean, yeah. Uh, he plays it very well, to be fair. He keeps, uh, keeps a good underscore in that show. Um, but 
the bit that really stands out to me is when Chandler reveals to Monica, he goes, he had sex with Mr. Garibaldi. And Monica goes, who's that? And Chandler goes, does it matter? Yes, it matters. Otherwise, that's <laughs> yeah. just either pure homophobia or transphobia, depending on what that character is supposed to be. But of course it fucking matters. Otherwise, you're just going, ugh, my dad had sex with a man. Ugh. It's such a strange line. I can understand that it, what he, he's trying to articulate is how uh, difficult, and I think his sort of wording is embarrassing, it was for him growing up to have, like, somebody who wasn't a sort of heteronormative dad. Mm. Um, but his shame is quite uncomfortable too, because he sort of, you could understand if he was saying, oh, I used to find it really difficult, but he kind of still has this shame now and that's quite oh, uncomfortable yeah. to watch. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting watching it within the prism of us watching it now to feel like, for example, performing in a drag show in Vegas is something to be incredibly embarrassed about, you know? Mm. Which is how he sees his dad and he gets to the, the bar and goes, oh, I just ordered a beer, I'm a man, you know? And he still carries all of that. And again, that's potentially a product of the time. But the, the one thing I really do like about the way they treat that is uh, Phoebe's line of, I think I need to switch circles yeah. uh, when when yeah. um, when discussing it, because at least, at least there is somebody going, that's cool. And, yeah. you know, and Monica trying to talk Chandler around going, yeah, your dad did turn up to your swim meet, but he was there and it was fun, you know, and actually these days you'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't think anybody would be particularly embarrassed by that in the same way. But yeah, you're right. As a grown-up, he doesn't seem to have got over that any of that at all, does he? Well, I would say, I mean, because we'll, we'll get onto the funny bits, shall we, shortly in a minute? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a very slightly different podcast, but I hope you can appreciate the reason that it has to be slightly No, you have to do this when there are these sort of storylines that are different. We've had a few of them, haven't we, along the yeah. way? What I would say, putting the whole... What's the character supposed to be? What the pronoun supposed to be? What the fuck is going on there? Putting that issue all to one side, the actual interaction between her and Chandler is actually very moving. Yeah. Once we this storyline is is really nice in a weird, um, messy way. Do you know what I mean? And 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 the moment she turns around and sees him, I mean, basically, Kathleen Turner is amazing, and I really love that whole interaction from a point of view of, of a viewer that knows the story. What I would say is from the point of view of a punter in the drag bar, fuck me, they'd be just going, what the fuck's going on here, lads? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. the music, Mr. Garibaldi just stops playing, and without knowing the context of the fact they're related, this is a dry segment of a otherwise very camp and energetic show. Yeah, <laughs> I just came here to watch some, watch some It's Raining Men uh, drag performances, not sort of witness a exactly. family drama. But they don't even know it's a family drama. What I mean is, if you were sat behind, you'd just be going, why is Helena Handbasket just going, oh, well, um, I'm very happy for you to be married. Um, yeah. You know, like it's, just, it's like she loses all of her sparkling like wit and comebacks and stuff and just has a very boring interaction but then snaps back into it with so you're bold that's one of my favorite lines of the whole thing so you're bold is one of my favorite lines of the whole episode that makes me howl howl with laughter and that's before we get to the decision of monica and chandler to um confront helena handbasket at her show great drag name by the way great drag name but why would you do this at the show (laughs) Yeah. Like if you were going to go and at least surprise her, maybe just find her where she lives. Don't do it in the middle of a show when she's performing to paying punters. Mm. Mad, 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 mad. I also mad. love 
the audience participation bit in the um, the singing along to I feel pretty and witty and holding the microphone out for <laughs> yay, which is great too. Yeah, I always sing that when, uh, as you know, I play the piano in musical theatre sing along bar, so that song comes up fairly regularly. But that's not actually the original lyrics to I Feel Pretty. It's just the version in the first movie. So most people sing the original lyrics, which is pretty and witty and bright. Right. Uh, but it's always my instinct. As it is with a lot of friends, here's another me being at the musical theatre bar. Every time anyone plays Tomorrow by from Annie, I do it in, you know, there'll be sun in the Chandler way. And nobody does it. Nobody gets it. And I look weird. But there you go. Friends influences us too much sometimes, doesn't it, Peter? Also, I want to point out that in one scene, Chandler is in his apartment with sunglasses on his head and has not entered or left the building <laughs> in the time that the scene is happening. Is that at the start of the episode, is it? It's still about halfway through, I think. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. That's bizarre, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, look, uh, we get to a stage where they have reconciled and we get the big It's Raining Men finale. And and that's sort of it until the wedding then, isn't it? But yeah, it's a strange plot line. Um, it doesn't lend itself particularly to a podcast where we're picking out these silly little jokes and uh, inconsequential details of an episode. But hey. Can't be lols all the time, Dave. Can't be lols. It's, it's very much like life, isn't it, Peter? Sometimes mm. life is serious. Yeah, exactly. On that note, here's an ad break. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hope you found those ads suitably serious. <laughs> Um, Phoebe and Jake oh it's fun isn't it they managed to pack a incredibly confusing story about a trans woman in but also how unnerved Joey is about a man wearing women's underwear into one episode was it? who the fuck is Jake <laughs> like hey, they've apparently been dating for a month and has he been in another episode uh, no and, and Joey doesn't even know his name I mean that is a very funny right. that's a very funny line of like oh you've been dating for a month so we should get to know each other a bit better but like so, what's your if, name? if they've been together a month 
Yeah. Why, like, why, why have we never seen him before? It's implausible that even if we hadn't seen him, that a group of people that only spends time with each other would yes. not either know his name or have met him multiple times. They spend every single day together. So for 30 days, unless Jake's been away on holiday or whether he's doing something else or he works nights or something, it's mad that he's come into that world and uh, and not been part of it at all until until Joey asks him. But it's quite a nice little interaction they have, isn't it? I quite like the... That just dynamic of Joey trying to make friends with Phoebe's new boyfriend. Joey being and, nice, yeah. Joey yeah, being nice taking him to. I mean, is it is it weird or is it not weird? I can't work it out. Like the first time you meet your friends, sort of someone they're seeing to basically be like, do you guys do you want to come well, out it, to the sports it shows game with me? An intention to really try to get to know the person that his friend is dating, which yeah. I therefore don't think is weird. I think it's no, I don't nice. think it is. I'm just trying to think if you met a friend's partner for the first time, would you be like, hey, what are you doing on Tuesday? Do you want to go out? Just me and you? Yeah. I don't know. I just think I'd spend more time with them as a couple first. Although I don't, one thing I don't want to let Joey off for mm. is when he's in his apartment and sees his opportunity to try some underwear on. Yes. Is that Rachel's? Yes. Mad. Right, that's that's Insane. not fine, is it? Insane. And you can't, don't, don't take your flatmate's underwear to try on. If you're that keen to try on some women's underwear like buy some women's buy some. underwear buy some go to the shop why don't try your flatmates on <laughs> why has he walked i mean and why does no one question that at any point he walks in and just shows phoebe and she's like oh funny you're wearing women's underwear not where the fuck did you get them from you fucking creep <laughs> also you know when phoebe says that she's tried on a man's underwear yeah uh tried on what's his name jake jake um what little flap is she referring to? The little, the little penis flap. <laughs> yeah, but but she says that she can carry her uh, lipstick in it. Yeah, it seems to intimate that it's more of a pouch than a access window. Yeah, it's not a pocket. No, it isn't a pocket. You're right. I wonder. And if, if you, how do you store in the thing that, as you beautifully put it, penis window? Yeah. <laughs> you can't keep lipstick in a penis window. Which is a great <laughs> sentence. <laughs> like, it would just fall get, out. I told you we'd get back to normal business soon. Like, We've gone the, the from reason- discussing the incredibly complex issues of transgender portrayal in sitcoms to yeah. the sentence, you can't put lipstick in a penis window. But, like, my point is, like, the penis doesn't fall out of the penis window because the penis is very much attached to the human body. Yes. Lipstick is not attached to the human body. Therefore, <laughs> lipstick would fall out of penis window. I'm trying to think if there's maybe a design of a box that's got more of a sort of pouch-based arrangement. I don't know, but it doesn't feel like you could. There is some... Um, there's a brand of um, men's underwear, which I believe is aimed almost exclusively at homosexuals. Oh, is it? Um, the... Um, it can offer some sort of pouch that sort of pulls the the junk forward in oh. order to make it appear larger. Oh, okay. What's it called? Well, I'm gonna get some. <laughs> I mean, I'm um, interested. Uh, I think I think Aussie bums have that. Aussie bums. Aussie bums. Don't don't intonations wrong there, Dave. You don't go up for the <laughs> Aussie you don't bums. Go up, you don't go up for the bum. <laughs> Aussie, you, Aussie bums. Aussie, Aussie bums. bums. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, what was your point? Don't know. 
<laughs> Basically, that 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 pouch, I imagine, right. would be better to store lipstick in. Right. So it's a sort of directional, yeah, yeah feature of the. Uh... Okay, fine. I've never, I've never been advertised this on my targeted adverts, Peter. Which, like you say, if it's almost exclusively advertised at gay men, it's got very penisy, hasn't it? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Joey takes Rachel's underwear implausibly and against all social convention. Uh, and really, there's only sort of two more scenes, aren't there, where he just wears the underwear, gets really into the underwear, realises he's too into the underwear and decides to take the underwear off. And that's kind of it. But the bit where he accidentally pulls the underwear out of his pocket in front of a woman he's trying to flirt with, I really like his, these are for you. The, 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 the attempt at pulling the situation back and getting out of it is very funny. That's also follows the worst chat up line in the world. Do I recognize you? No, maybe it's cause I'm on TV. Yeah, that is good. (laughs) And the fact that that works and she goes, Oh really? And is impressed. Not what is the worst thing anyone's ever said to me whilst trying to chat me up is impressive. But I guess the lesson to learn here, Pete, is that you shouldn't carry your roommate's underwear around in your pocket. Well, I think that's, that's a pretty good lesson. But I, um, I also, there's there's another bit. Sorry to make this about genitals again. Yeah, um, you're but, not sorry. Uh, no, I'm not. Um, Joey at one point says that wearing the women's underwear, he was pleasantly surprised by how um, his genitals weren't smashed down as much as he anticipated. Yeah, um, which is quite a sort of violent. Um, smashed is is quite sort of. You don't want your genitals smashed, do you? I, I certainly don't. Well, some, some people probably do. I don't know. Well, let's not get into that. I don't un- really understand what he was worried about there, though. It's not like women's underwear is made of sort of steel. You know, Lead, yeah. To, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> some sort of really unforgiving material. It's yeah. still made of the same sort of material and therefore has flexibility, you know? Mm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like... The only question that remains to ask Pete before we move on is have you ever worn women's underwear? Uh, I don't think I have. Mm. You should try it. Maybe you'd enjoy it. Have you have you worn them? Yeah, I've tried it on, but I haven't like worn it out, I don't think, from memory. Pardon? Oh, worn it out the house. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, it's underwear, like it's yeah. perished. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've wondered so much, the gusset's just gone. (laughs) But I would like to make very clear that it was the underwear of my partner at the time, and she was aware of it, not the underwear of a female roommate that I just found. An oblivious roommate, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. good. Good. I have never done that for the record. So amidst all the other madness of this episode, I really like the Ross and Rachel dynamic of here. This is like Ross and Rachel just being silly together and it's not about them and it's not about them falling out or being in love or breaking up it's just them sort of rachel's being very silly which i love and ross is being very neurotic which is perfect you know yeah and there's a bit of squabbling but on the whole it's like normally it's quite a sort of 
miserable watch, isn't it? Right. When those two are together, but it, this isn't. Even though, even though Ross is like getting really wound up, um, it's the sort it's, of squabbling that Ross would do with Phoebe or Monica or Chandler. Yeah. Would, you know, like any of the characters could have this sort of squabble. And yeah, it, it's a different dynamic. And like you say, miserable is the right word. Quite often when they're when they're arguing, I really love the trope of Ross being an incredibly conservative driver. It's so perfect for Ross, that isn't it? I'm getting a ticket for being <laughs> incredibly slow. Thirty-seven. Yeah. 37. Got to tell you what, driving in America, though, having recently done that again for the first time in a while, it is slow. It is fucking slow. Well, especially around New York. Well, just on, like, highways, like, 55 miles an hour, most of them. That is slow, isn't it? There's a few. There's a few that are more, but their average uh, speed limit is pretty ruddy slow. Do you notice... uh what Joey says to refer to the car. Uh, go on, remind me. Porsche. Oh, Porsche, yeah. Yeah. We don't want to get back into the how to pronounce Porsche, do we, or Porsche? No, but I just wish to make the point that Joey is a dirty hypocrite. He is a dirty hypocrite, yes. And Rachel calls it a Porsche. Like, it's, yeah, they're all Porsche, aren't they, in this? Hmm. After all the previous Porsche nonsense. Um, you sort of forget that Monica just has a Porsche. <laughs> yeah, and, and seemingly just parks it in central Manhattan every now and again. I'd have thought you'd have kept that in some sort of more secure facility, right? Yeah, it's just on the street, isn't it? Yeah, considering they never drive. With the roof down. Yeah, yeah. She's got a very laissez-faire attitude to that Porsche, hasn't she? She has. Um, I love Rachel's nonchalance about not having a licence, taking hands off the wheel, and like... All of Ross's anxiety and neuroticism around that is just, it's just really funny. I just really like that dynamic. My favourite other line of this episode is where Rachel's flirting with the officer and Ross just goes, dear Lord. The way he delivers that is so funny and perfect. Because her flirting is awful. It's all, it gets cringy, isn't it? Yeah, and later when Ross attempts the same thing, I love Rachel's, you have a son. I know. (laughs) There's just so many really enjoyable bits, like Rachel trying to guess the star sign of the police officer, and it takes four attempts, and she goes, I knew it. Um, and just, it, just, I just think it's a lovely little plot. It's silly. It's it sort of distracts from the rest of what's going on in the sort of more emotional slash confusing elements of this episode. But yeah, thumbs up to the Porsche Ross driving too slowly. I mean, thirty seven on a motorway, Pete, is so well, it's dangerous. Dangerous, is that well? As the officer pointed out correctly, but it must feel like you're crawling hmm. on a road that big. Also, where are they driving to? Yeah, just gone out for a drive across a very busy bridge, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Each their own. Oh, just dropped a little thing there. That's the thing that I sort of fidget spin with when I'm recording the podcast. Good story, Dave. <coughs> are we are we ending it with that? <coughs> no, player sting. We can't end it with that. Fine. But we can't end it with a quiz either, can we? No, not got quiz. No. Uh, who's in charge of quiz organisation, Dave? Ah, I just guess we'll never know. Nobody can be sure. Nobody mm. can be sure. Although I'm not in a position to criticise after getting- Actually, yeah, Pete, what I do have is a quiz for the one with Joey's fridge. Right. Which well, I where was that one we needed a month ago? Which- <laughs> or whenever it was. Oh, I love how many people immediately pointed out that mistake. That was genuinely impressive. Well... Yeah. 
Do you want to hear what next week's is? And I'm pretty sure this is right. Yeah, but I'm going to just put a caveat out here and let us know if it's wrong again. Is this definitely one we've not done before? According to my notes, yeah. Yeah, well, how accurate are they, eh? Mm, true. Um, next week, the one with the Halloween party, which is season eight, episode six. Is that the Sean Penn one? I think so. And the Sputnik and all of that shit. Yeah. Great. The arm wrestle. Lovely. The one with the Halloween party. That is 95% locked in as next week's episode, unless you get in touch with us to tell us that we've already done it and that we do not remember. I like the fact that we hadn't done it like three years ago as well, the Joey's Fridge one. It was was March. (laughs) (laughs) Earlier this year. I think, I do think that if I'd started watching the episode, I would have realized, hang on, we've already done that. See, I don't think I would. <laughs> I'd have just watched it and made notes. It would be interesting. It'd be an interesting experiment one day to do one that we've already done and see if we say the same things. Yeah. But without listening to the old one first, you know? Mm. And I say interesting, Pete. I mean, a waste of everybody's time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could argue the last half an hour has been a waste of everybody's time. Well, you could. And I will. And on that note, goodbye. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 